into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is coast boys. Welcome back. The Best Coast Boys podcast coming back. John owning, joining me, joining, joning, joining me joining again, you, joining me again. Man, that's that's never I can't believe we haven't come across that phenomenon. Before. <laughs> and maybe we have and I've totally forgot. I'm I'm Landon McCool. You can find me on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also find me on the Locked On Cowboys podcast with Marcus Mosier. Come check us out. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host returning triumphantly. It's been it's been a while, it feels like, since we've we've been on the pod together, at least for, for us. But uh, John Owning. John, say what's up to the people. Yes, this is my first uh, podcast as a black belt. So yes, congratulations. So that is definitely worth uh, congratulating. It's not such good news for you guys that are listening that are not five-star reviewers. That's, yes. that's it's, it's bad news oh, for man. you. But for oh, John, man. it's very good news. Congratulations, John. <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a clear blue sky. We're about to go to jujitsu after we're done with this podcast. Um, you guys know where to find me on Twitter at John Owning, J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Make sure you guys are reading all my work at over at the Dallas Morning News, over at Sports Day DFW, and uh, make sure you guys check out the QuantEdge.com for any fantasy you guys have. And yeah, let's get to it, Landon. All all, all fantasy desires are wants, not needs. Anyways, <laughs> uh, coming up in the show, we got a real simple show today. It's very straightforward. Showing who are we showing the money? Basically, who's getting the money and in what order are they getting the money? We've given in. All right, fine. National media. We'll talk about the contract situations. Uh, I mean, it's, it, I will say this. It feels like every single time I listen to a nationwide podcast, um, it, that's all this is all they're talking about. So I guess we should just pile on at this point. Right. Um, I figured it was time for us to, to give our two cents. Of, we're the Cowboys guys. Yeah. I mean, it, we've, we've been we've, doing our best to avoid talking about it through the slaloms of the slow summer months. But but, but here we are. Here Zeke doesn't get <laughs> Zeke doesn't get suspended, and this is what happens, right? We don't have yeah. anything else. We, How rude of him! I know How exactly. We had that in our back pocket as a potential <laughs> late in the summer conversation, uh, but but unfortunately, unfortunately for uh, our content <laughs> needs, Zeke did not get suspended. So here we are, guys. We're going to be like the, the national media guys. I'm sorry, uh, but we'll do it better because you know we actually know what we're talking about. So. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. So uh, let's 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 not waste any more time uh, dilly dallying. Let's let's get right into it. Okay, um, I I think the probably the best way to go is I I would say we each give our list and then kind of defend it, right? I I mean mm-hmm. I, I I think we should just probably just talk it out and then. You give your list and then explain your reasoning uh, as to why, and then I'll kind of mm-hmm. chime in as where where mine is and why mine might be different, or it might be exactly the same. We have not compared notes yet, so yes, uh, I guess we should also mention who's included in the list, which big name players are, and what like is Lyle Collins? Are we including in him? Ooh, Jaylen interesting. Smith, is he going to be included? Okay, well, I I mean, I guess 
or are we just going to stick to the big money for like Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott? Well, no, I didn't. I didn't necessarily. So I I guess this is now a list about who do you think the next, let's say, five people are to get paid. Oh, okay. How about that? Okay. Um, and, And mine, I think, are in order. Are yours in order? I think, uh, yeah, I think they are actually. Okay. In order of what order they should get paid, like who? Yes. 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 Yeah, and we are in order. Okay. Yes, we are. All right. All right. Then why don't you go ahead and start, and then we'll go from there. All right. Well, the first one's easy. I think we. Yeah. I would assume we both have the same first guy, and that's Zach Prescott. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> He's the most contrary to popular belief, he is the most valuable player on the roster, most important player on the roster, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, you need to pay your quarterbacks. Dak Prescott is actually hashtag good. Mm-hmm. I just had an article at uh, Dallas Morning News come out that dispels the myth that he doesn't have a talented arm, as we've discussed throughout the entire offseason and last season. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, Dak Prescott's issues as a quarterback are really rooted in his footwork. It's not really due to his arm talent at all. I mean, you can't make that throw against the Giants to win the game if you don't have a talented arm. Mm-hmm. You can't make that insane throw against the Texans with pressure in his face to Tavon Austin. You don't have a talented arm. Dak Prescott somehow is severely underrated at a at for a team that is the most popular team in the entire NFL at the most. It's crazy. Position. It's totally it, it nuts. Really defies logic. Yeah. But yeah, number one, Dak Prescott. My number one is also Dak Prescott. I, I mean, I think it's pretty. Like you said, it's pretty obvious, and and it really, it's obvious because you need to pay your quarterback. He's free agent coming up. But beyond that, too, it's it's the it's what's gonna kind of set the table for everything else anyways this has to get done so that you kind of can properly allocate funds from here um and i think i think yeah that's pretty straightforward i don't think that needed a lot of explanation let's go to your number two. Ooh, my number two is the guy who i fell in love with immediately after week eight last year mark yeah is number two. I think that's another really easy one. We saw his value to the offense when he was inserted into the offense. He's one of the best route runners in the league. He's still extremely young somehow, still 25 years old, has 4,000, over 4,000 yards receiving. Really the best is still yet to come, I really think, under the tutelage of Sanjay Law. It's really going to only optimize his route running, optimize his releases, optimize his hand technique. And I really think what you're going to see him do over the lifetime of his next contract is he's going to he's going to break into that elite tier of wide receiver. You're going to see him regarded as a top five, top six type of receiver in that same AJ Green type of tier. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think he is about to, I, I think that he's being very slept on right now. It's, it's actually kind of surprising. And I, and I guess I understand because of his history at Oakland to a certain degree, and there's been several hype trains with this guy already that have been left unfulfilled by, I think, mostly fantasy football people um fantasy football yeah <laughs> those guys those guys uh, no but i think i think you know if you look at the numbers uh last year when he came on the team i'm pretty sure from week 8 on he was third in the league in receptions uh yards per game or something like something like that i mean it was it was he and Dak, I, I don't think that there is enough talk about how good a duo Dak and, and Amari were the, that last those last few weeks of the season. Um, but they but they really were fantastic. And it, Dallas, you know, went up, I think, an extra 60 yards per game passing when he showed up. 
Um, they, you know, they their their third down conversion rates went up over forty five percent. Like I think they when they had Cooper on their uh, on on the roster in the second half of last season, they were like in the top five in uh, third down conversions. So uh, it, it, it the, the it's almost, and I think we were talking about it at the time. It's it's almost ridiculous how much an immediate change, uh, how much of an immediate impact this trade had on this team. Like it, it, that that is not expected. You know, a mid season trade like that it usually doesn't have a resounding huge effect, especially a wide receiver because wide receiver is such a difficult position to integrate into sometimes. Uh, so for the for him to show up and and to cause such a you know, a stir and, and, and be such a catalyst at the position immediately. I, I think that shows you his value. And I, and the other thing too, that needs to be mentioned, by the way, he is also my number two. Um, the other thing that needs to be mentioned too, is that of these guys that are on this, on this list, and I don't know what who's, who else is on your list, but he's also the guy who's currently being paid the most. Uh, and, and, and actually by signing him, you may actually be getting immediate cap relief. From by by signing him because he currently is making fourteen million dollars against the cap or something like that you know twelve million dollars against the cap that number can come way down because you can uh, convert it into signing bonus so uh, yeah I, for those reasons and and, and others because he's twenty only twenty five years old or 20, I mean just turned twenty five years old uh, yeah Mari Cooper is my number two as well who do you have as your number three. Oh, this is where it really gets tough. This is where you get into that where it's that Byron now, Jones. Now, well, let me be clear real quick before we range. get because this is where I think we're going to have a semantics debate, too. OK, I approach this as who I think is going to be paid next. Oh, okay. just so Not we're who clear. You think should be, be not paid necessarily next. should. Uh, okay. But there is some should in there. But I but I think for my three, I just wanted to put that out there. So who is your three? And and I guess let me further ask you, how did you understand the question put before us? Well, I was doing more. I I think I was doing it more of who I think, but I was putting a little bit more of what they should do into it too. I think. Okay. So for my third, I said Byron Jones. Okay. Because I think he plays such a valuable position, cornerback. I think he also has a really versatile skill set that you have to factor in that he can. He can really fit in with any defensive coordinator. He can still play safety. He can play corner. He can play both sides at corner. And if Chris Richard some leaves for a head coaching job or there's a coaching staff change, you have to factor that into a long-term contract. I think that uh, Byron Jones is a little bit safer in those terms to give it. He's not going to be bounced out because of a scheme change. And I think that gives him a little bit more reliability in the sense of, and more confidence in giving him a long-term contract. And also the fact that he's not, he doesn't have a ton of uh, really serious injuries. The hip thing was a little bit scary last year, but besides that, there's nothing really serious injury wise, but you know who, one guy who I really, who I really contemplated putting number three, just to throw a wrench in their things was Anthony Brown, who I would, was a guy who I was really interested wanting to put third just because of his flexibility to play the slot on the outside. It's obvious how much Chris Richard values his skill set, but, just the fact that I think Byron Jones is obviously a better player. He's going to be more expensive, but his versatility is a little bit more. So that's why I think he would be best to obviously give him the contract third. Um, I, I, I agree with all those things. My concern with Byron is 
I think he's the only person on this on my list at least who I I would I that I think that there's outside influences factoring into how much I would pay him. Mm-hmm. Um I, I Is it that how this is one thing that I was wrestling over. Yeah. How much does the fact that Chris Richard has that's, proven capable of developing cornerbacks year over year? One hundred percent what I'm talking about. And for, and and not even just that, but also how much he helps Byron too. Mm-hmm. Like Byron played so if I sign Byron to an elite corner numbers, right? And then we lose Chris Richard to Chris Richard to a head coaching gig next year. Is Byron Jones still going to be able to play at that level? Um, and uh, you know, live up to that contract that we've just you know, paid and, off. And then on top, and here's on top the- of that, if we don't keep, if we do keep Richard, then uh, you know, then yeah, that's the other thing is that I kind of feel like we can also shuttle in other corners without yeah. without having to spend a lot of resources. And and then another point, I'm just kind of discrediting my own point yeah, here, which great, makes no perfect. sense. But yeah. <laughs> but um, even another point that points to that is the fact that uh, the variability in year to year play of cornerbacks yeah. is so there's so much variance from year to year. I mean, there's I mean, there's been a ton of studies. I think Pro Football Focus has done a big study into it about how much of a change there is from cornerbacks play year to year to year, except for the really really elite guys like Revis, like Patrick Peterson, who can stay that elite guys and i don't really think byron jones is that good yeah so there are gonna be years in a long-term contract where he's not gonna perform up to standards and you just have to you just have to be okay with that yeah you're right john it was not a very good pick um (laughs) 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 i actually picked again um i uh, keeping in mind that i viewed this as who i think is gonna get signed i put jalen smith third because I, you know, there's, there's talk about his uh, representatives reaching out to him, uh, reaching out to Jerry and, and wanting to start early conversations there. I don't, I, I'm going to admit, I don't really understand what, and maybe this is more of a KD Drummond question, who is the guy I go to for all contract-based stuff, especially Cowboys, the Cap God. The cap God. I call him the Cap God. I mean, uh, at KD Drummond, guys, NFL, make sure you follow him. Um, but I don't really know what the incentive for the Cowboys would be here, right? Like they've got mm-hmm. they've got Jalen on a restricted deal next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he might he he needs to be taking a pretty sweetheart hometown discount for me to like mm-hmm. move off of having him at a, another year really cheap. You know what I'm saying? So, but I I the the my thought process is that he is someone who's gonna I think is going to be signed. Uh, he is, uh, someone that that's been talked about as having approached the front office. So I think that, you know, and I think that his, his signing may be less complicated, despite the fact that he's, his value is extremely complicated for a linebacker, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that his, his signing will be less complicated than, you know, Zeke and Byron at least. So. Yeah. And just go piggybacking off of that, Jalen Smith's my number four. And the big and really the biggest reason I think is he's a culture guy in the locker room, how good of a presence he is, how much everybody loves him, how much he's an uplifting presence in the locker room, and how everybody talks about him so playmaker too. Yeah, so amazingly. And he's a yeah, like you said, he's a playmaker. Those guys are the guys that are easy to pay. Those are the guys that the 
that Jerry Jones is going to be fine with doling out whatever money is deemed necessary for that contract at the given time. I, I really not out of all out of him and Byron Jones, I'm more confident that the Jalen Smith contract will happen because I'm, I'm not sure it will happen first, but I'm more confident that it will happen for sure. I also think that that is directly related to the fact that, and I, you tell me if you disagree, I feel more confident that Jalen will give us better full value on his contract than Byron Jones will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and isn't it weird to seem like, even though that Jalen Smith dealt with that devastating knee injury, I'm less concerned about him getting injured mm-hmm. than I am about Byron The dude's Jones. a tank. Those little knickknacks, I mean, those little <laughs> things that take you out, you know, a game yeah. or a couple series. Uh, he had never been I, injured before that, yeah. you know, and, and he doesn't look like a dude that gets injured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looks like a dude who injures people. So, yeah, I, I actually tend to agree that I think he, he, you know, he may be a lot more durable than the average NFL linebacker. He's a freak of nature. The fact that we had even I the mean, opportunity to draft him is a complete anomaly. To be honest, I mean, during the season, our defensive podcasts were just basically <sighs> raving over like Van like, Rush and Jalen Smith, and I'm so excited we were going to get to do that for the next half decade to a decade. That's going to be it's pretty great. Yeah, to be to be honest. All right, who is your number? F- you, oh, Jalen was your number four. Mm-hmm. My number four is Zeke. I I, I think that Tar look. Blah, I mean, running backs don't matter. I you know, and here's <laughs> the thing, and I and I am not, I'm not. You know, I, I mean, if you've seen me during this whole debate, like I am very much in the middle of this argument. Like I definitely, yeah, me too. definitely don't disagree. I definitely agree that I think that to a point, running backs have extremely similar value, and therefore, you know, no value, I guess, can be bantied around. The problem is, is that like a lot of things, I, I think that we too, uh, too often to um cavalierly use the term always or or never yeah, you know it doesn't matter yeah that doesn't like hard fast absolutely not you know yeah. and, and and i you know that's why i pointed it out i i tweeted i think it was pff sam's you know yeah, yeah where it yeah. said or he said uh almost how, universally almost universally and it's like no there is no almost yeah. universal it's either universal yeah. or it's not it's like yeah. so and i think that that's the point is that there's like people get away with speaking confidently uh, about this stuff by slightly hedging. And I'm not saying that you plan for the exception to the rule, but you also shouldn't deny that the exception to the rule exists, you know? So um, I, I, I think that Zeke is a freak and I think he's a freak in the ways that are hard to measure. I think he, he is especially important in the tactics of every game. Yes. You know, yes. In those little minute details, those nuanced things, he gets the linebackers to shade a little bit more yes. toward the line of scrimmage. He affects coverage. He, yes. it, and listen, here's the other thing too. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to put a value on that level of consistency. I mean, mm-hmm. you could say what you want, but like if Zeke is playing, you, I mean, you feel confident that you're going to get, like, how many games has Zeke played where he's had, like, less than 75 yards, less than 50 yards, you know? Like, one, I can think of, in, in his whole career. So I, I think that there's something to be said for that level of baseline consistency and knowing what you're going to get. And, you know, again, part of the, one of the reasons that we don't pay these guys is they break down, they're injury prone, blah, 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 blah. And then they always make the exception. Well, except, you know, if, if you want to talk about you know, the, the all time greats, yeah, I guess those, yeah. those guys like make it over. Peterson well, Zeke's one of those guys. 
Like, I mean, is that even like a question? Like the Zeke is, is uh, his super, I also his think he doesn't get enough credit what, I guess for his, how his body is built. His body is built to be a running yeah. back. He's thick in all the places you need to be thick. He's wide. He's dense. He doesn't take big hits either. Like that's the other thing. He sometimes, I mean, every running back takes some big hits. But he's not upright runner. He's not, you know, Derrick Henry or or uh, uh, what's the like, why am I blanking of the Cowboys running back from Arkansas that just retired? Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden. You know, one of, he's not one of these guys that and even like you know a guy like uh, uh, Adrian Peterson who's more of an upright runner. He's he may he's still playing and, and at a high yeah. level and and I and Adrian Peterson is an all time great. Is it really that ridiculous to compare Zeke to Adrian Peterson? I don't think it is. Like I think they're of similar talent levels. Yeah. So I, I I understand the consensus of you know, oh, you don't need a running back or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, you got one and you got one of the best ones ever, and you gotta spend that money somewhere. And I think that there is value. Zeke provides a lot of extra value that a, a another running that most other running backs don't, and there you only need one of them. Yeah, totally agree. So I, I think that Z- I'm okay with the exception to the rule being Zeke and them paying him. And, you know, I'm also okay with them taking a lot of heat for that, too. Who, who do you have as your fifth guy? Well, for number five, I actually... No, it's, gonna, it's probably going to be Ezekiel Elliott. I think they're going to figure out... A, a, I personally wouldn't probably for the value that he's going to want, mm-hmm. just because I think he's going to want a big-time payday, and that's not something that I would give to a big running back to a running back period, especially given all the other contract extensions uh, that the Cowboys need to do, but probably going to be Ezekiel Elliott for all the reasons that you said about his, uh, his inherent value from play to play, just his presence on the field, how it impacts defenses, how good of a running back he is, how amazing he is. His vision doesn't get enough credit. His ability to fall forward after contact and get those dirty yards doesn't get enough credit. His elusiveness definitely doesn't get enough credit. I feel like most people see him as a power yeah. guy, but he has a lot of quickness, a lot of explosiveness. He doesn't have the best long speed. You'll see him get chased down a little bit, but he has that great explosiveness, that 10 to 15 to 20 yard explosiveness, and he's very elusive. He can win uh, east-west just like he can win north-south. Uh, my number five guy was Byron. So, I mean, I think... Uh, we talked about it. My issue is that I think you're going to pay him the money that he's playing at the, you're going to pay him money at a level that he, he, you know, he's earned while playing under Chris Richard. If Chris Richard is gone, then he may not play. I don't, I don't know that you're going to get a Byron playing at that level. And even if, like we said, if Chris Richard is here, I actually trust Chris Richard to go out and get corners, you know, pretty cheaply. Uh, and, and so maybe re-signing him is not necessary. So to me, Byron is the least needed. I feel like I hate to say that. I don't, I got a, you know what I'm saying? I got an interesting question yeah, for you for the next year, kind of going based off that cornerback uh, with Chris Richard thing. Who would you give a contract extension to first 2021, Xavier Woods or Chidobe Awuzie? I think it depends on what we see out of Xavier Woods. Let's say, this let's year. say they just based off last year, 
about how about we do this? If let's say Xavier Woods has the year that I think he's gonna have this there year, there we go. That's even and Chidobi is gonna have the year I think he's gonna have this year. There you go. I think Xavier Woods is the guy. Well, yeah, it's tough. I, I think I think it's tough because the safety market is changing so much too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's really tough. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking. I would give it to Xavier Woods just because of his value as that single high safety in Chris Richard's system, his ability to be kind of that quarterback in the secondary for them. Yeah. And the fact that Chris Richard has shown an incredible ability to develop cornerbacks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that in this scenario, the Cowboys already have Byron Jones is in my opinion. And so you're you can, in your scenario. So yeah. 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 In my scenario, they already have Byron Jones. So you can elevate either Anthony Brown there. If you resign him or even a Jordan Lewis, or let's say Mike, maybe Mike Jackson's good by then. Yeah. Somebody else you drafted. That's the thing. If that's the thing that I'm, that I'm pretty confident in now is that the Cowboys lose a big cornerback like Byron Jones or Chidobe Awuzie. If they had to go in and draft a cornerback round one or round two, I'm confident that he would be able to contribute immediately under Richard. All right, guys, that's it for us today. Uh, anything else before we go, John? Uh, no, sir. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you so much. We, we should have some uh, information. Big news coming. Big soon. news about uh, training camp uh, next week, I'm thinking. Um, and so, but definitely stay tuned to that and make sure you're following us on Twitter. I'm at McCoolBCB. John is at John Owning, and we are to collectively at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Special thanks as always to Mike Fisher. Make sure you follow him at Fish Sports and catch us all on Cowboys 247. That's 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. Uh, you can always check us out on the Anchor app or wherever you get your fine podcast goods. Make sure you leave us five stars, rate and review. Don't be a hater. John is, John is a black belt now, guys. <laughs> Do you really want John showing up wearing, I'm assuming, nothing hey, but the black, black belt? Black belt ass whoopings <laughs> are way worse than brown belt. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be John in his black belt and then you black and blue. So uh, <laughs> just just leave the review, guys. It's just going to make it easier for all of us. Five stars, please. And until next time, happy trails, everybody. <laughs>